4: 97.1 FM Talk
2: Podcast.
4: All right, welcome in. Uh, last day of the week headed into the New Year's Day weekend and or the New Year's Eve weekend, I should say. And uh, we'll have New Year's Day off here. So we'll be back uh, with the uh, full crew on Tuesday. <clears throat> Not that I'll have a whole lot to recover from, I don't think. Although I'm certain some, uh, some delicious brown liquid will be consumed on New Year's Eve. Carl Middleman. What are your big plans on New Year's Eve? Uh, nothing. Nothing. I have Jeff Dunham on Saturday.
5: Oh, that's cool. I like Jeff Dunham. I it shows at three o'clock,
4: by the way. I
2: thought it'd be an evening. Show, where's he? On. Where's the show? Enterprise. Center. Enterprise. Oh, cool. And then Sunday, I don't know. I've not been told what my plans are.
5: Yeah,
4: we might have a wild night with the grandkids. We've offered to watch. The will they stay up ones. till midnight? Oh, no. Are you kidding me? They won't. Know. Some
5: parents will keep their, their little ones up to experience that. Mark, you can do an Maybe eight o'clock. Maybe when thing. they're
4: a little older, but mm-hmm. uh, we're hoping eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. They're gone out. We may not be long afterwards <laughs> to, to, to be. I struggle days. to
5: stay up past <laughs> like eight on a Friday night. Oh,
4: the schedule. I just try kills. so. It
5: doesn't matter if I have a nap. It I by eight o'clock I am a zombie.
4: It's absolutely the truth. Hey, coming up, we're gonna get to uh, Jim Carafano. He's been tweeting at us this morning already. <laughs> Can't wait to get him on here in just a couple of minutes. He's putting gnomes up on uh, on Twitter and everything. Uh, this morning. Gnomes that look like they're meditating. I'm going to have to ask him what that means. Um, Plus uh, we got Eben Brown at the bottom of the hour. The IRS uh, has some changes planned for the tax code next year and believe it or not, uh, this is probably thanks to the Trump tax cuts, it's good news. He's going to have all the details about 735. Stay tuned uh, for that. First though, I want to get to our top stories.
6: The Mark Cox shortlist. Republicans need to do a much better job of saying, listen, those are the rules, let's play by those rules and let's beat them at their own game. Yeah,
4: that's Hogan Gidley. He seems to think that uh, maybe we're on track to do some of that. What say you? Well, now you have uh, mayors in Chicago and in New York who are sanctuary city mayors sounding like Republican mayors. They are highlighting this crisis. Yeah, that's because it landed on their front porch, and suddenly they've decided they don't like it. Imagine that.
1: I mean, of course the Civil War was about slavery. We know that. That's that's the easy part of it. Yep,
4: yeah, Nikki Haley still doing a little bit of backpedaling after being caught with a gotcha question during a town hall the other night, and she was not happy about it. At all.
6: Uh, it opens up Pandora's box. Can you have a Republican secretary of state uh, disqualify Biden from the ballot? Because he's let in 8 million people illegally.
4: Yeah, how about that? Ron DeSantis is uh, reacting to this decision in Maine. Uh, you know, he, he obviously wants to beat Donald Trump. But he doesn't want to beat him by having his name taken off the ballot. He, he's, he's willing to do it on the field of battle. Right. unlike the democrats. Well,
5: that's the thing. If if well, first of all, I think that Trump's name could be off the ballot and I still think he could become the nominee and I still think he could whoop Joe Biden.
4: These are blue states, so you're right.
5: So so I think it'd be funny if if even if, the, if these all stood if Trump still beat Biden. Cuz if Biden beats him it's like, dude, you 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 the only way you won was by cheating or having your opponent's name yeah. taken off the ballot. Do you feel like that was a win? Well, no. Biden,
4: Biden would argue that he didn't do it. Somebody else did it. His, yeah, well, yeah, this his lady, people,
5: his administration, the lefties, that's who Sh- did it.
4: Sh-Shina Bellows and the crazy one out in Colorado are both hard left progressives who are more than happy to jump to conclusions of guilt uh, for a case. that's never somebody's never even been charged in. This is this was DeSantis's full point here. And I, and I think that uh, he's making a good point because we're not talking about the issues.
6: Uh, it opens up Pandora's box. Can you have a Republican secretary of state uh,
4: disqualify Biden from the ballot? Because he's let in 8 million people illegally, a massive invasion, including uh, from enemies of our country. Uh, Places like Iran, China, Middle East have poured in with his knowledge and assent, basically. Uh, So it really opens up Pandora's box. I don't think that this ultimately will be legally sustained. Yeah, I I would agree with him uh, on that. And we have a Twitter poll. At Mark Cox 971, go vote. Do you think a secretary, the secretary, the Supreme Court, I was thinking SCOTUS in my brain, do you think the SCOTUS steps in and smacks down the secretaries of state and the Supreme Court in Colorado? Yes or no? It's a pretty simple one. We'll have the results at about 840 or
5: something. Nothing stops anyone from <laughs> writing in Trump's name in Colorado or Maine. They're not going to see, as of right now, unless Supreme Court overturns this, which I have full faith they will. But if they didn't, for whatever reason, they could still write in Trump's name. They're just point. not going to see it. I yeah. still think he could become I, that, that would also be yeah. really funny if Trump still won the Republican nominee, even with his name, not actually on the ballot.
4: Well, then they'll try to pull him off the general ballot as well. Right. See, that's why we need to get the court involved to smack this down for sure. You know, I want to mention something I haven't had a chance to get to yet uh, this morning. And that's the story that Kim has been reporting on. And of course, it's the headline in the Post-Dispatch this morning as well. Francis Howell School Board Plans to Reinstate Black History, Black Literature Courses After Blowback. Now, what this headline would lead one to believe is that uh, all of the screaming and the temper tantrums that got thrown as a result of this forced them to reconsider. But that's not the case. Just so everybody understands this, um, we won stop, end stop, full stop. Common sense won in the Francis Howell School District. What they did was eliminate the curriculum standards developed by the Southern Poverty Law Center that teaches a very biased, one-sided view of black history in this country. That was eliminated in that board vote last week. What they agreed to yesterday was to reinstate black history and black literature classes. But very clearly what it says here is that they're going to undergo a curriculum plan that is rigorous and politically neutral, which means it won't include any of this 1619 or CRT crap that is not based in history.
5: Okay, I think that's great, but maybe you're more optimistic than I am about this. I feel like so many of these Teachers, at least the ones that we're seeing, make the headlines. They're very woke, and I feel like these teachers are upset, and the students are upset that this this was removed initially. So I feel like, yeah, maybe it's not officially in the curriculum, but I still feel like they're going to find a way to teach it to they, them. They might. It depends on the teacher.
4: Here's what I know: I know that the that the the folks that have been elected, the three that that helped spearhead the removal of this curriculum are still there and after april there are going to be two more like-minded people uh i'm convinced elected to that board yeah and that's why local elections are so important that's why school board elections are so important they will oversee that curriculum. They will be able to influence that curriculum. And if that crap is going on, I feel confident that they'll they'll find out. About I just it.
5: hope that parents, if they have kids in the district and they're taking these courses, or they have friends who are taking the courses, that they check in with the kids and say, what's being taught? What are you What are you learning in these classes? Because we even had one of the board members on the other day and said, it's really hard for us to keep tabs on this. So we rely yeah. on parents to tip us off about it. So if parents are silent about it, it, it will go unnoticed. And, and
4: to your point, uh, and, although it's been a couple of years, they had the Mizzou professor in there teaching them how to hide exactly. these things within the curriculum by by not calling it what it is. Mm-hmm. So they can change the curriculum, but you can lead a horse to water. You can't always make it drink. Yeah. Maybe you're right, Kim, but I'm, I have a, I'm confident that... Those members of the uh, Francis Howell School Board will keep a close eye on that.
5: I, I mean, I think that we have great board members, and I think they made the right decision. I and I, I want to be optimistic about it, but I'm a little reluctant right now.
4: I get it. I do. Coming up, we're going to talk to Jim Carifano. He's been uh, been tweeting out a lot a lot this morning about uh, illegal immigration, about uh, President uh, Biden being a horrible poker player when it comes to our enemies uh, around the world, China, Russia, you name it. Uh, We'll get his thoughts on all that for you right after the break. We'll be right back.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. (laughs) But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for
1: everything, Mom and Dad.
0: ...will always be worth it.
4: Well, now you have uh, mayors in Chicago and in New York who are sanctuary city mayors sounding like Republican mayors. They are highlighting this crisis. They keep, they're they overwhelmed. And the numbers that they're seeing are a fraction compared to what we're seeing here in southern Arizona and the Tucson sector, which is the busiest sector in the country, even more than sectors in Texas. So we've been seeing this. What they see on monthly basis, we're seeing
2: on daily basis many times. Daily.
6: You know, I was born in the South. South Bronx. Welcome
4: to the jungle, Jim Carafano. You have been a busy man on Twitter this morning. We appreciate you for that. How are you?
6: <laughs> hey, it's good, to, good to be with you.
4: <laughs> Happy almost New Year, my friend. Yeah, thanks. I'm not talking to you anymore this year. No, I, I don't blame you. I, I wouldn't either if I could if I could avoid it. I, I did see this that I wanted to mention. You, you pointed out the fact that America cannot be a force for good in the world. And responsible to its obligations to every American with open borders. You called that an inescapable truth.
6: Yeah, I, I mean when when you follow on Twitter, and I and I, I guess you know, maybe it's just mind numbing when you look at the, the the masses coming here. Um, I guess maybe people just think, okay, well, it's just too big a problem to even think about, like the you know three hundred trillion dollar debt. It just seems such a huge number that it's it, it it's it's incomprehensible but the reality is is you know and I know I've said this on the show before people don't understand if we keep these policies we are at the front end of this problem yeah we are like we're like the guys that walked ashore on D day in Normandy and think oh my god we survived the first day well dude there's another year and a half to go <laughs> and hundreds of miles to walk um billions of people because every human trafficking network in the world is being rerouted to the United States there are and this is absolutely true there are travel agencies where you can go to in places like the Middle East and Africa and Asia and book your illegal migration to the United States <laughs> I'm not joking I'm sure somebody's getting and, rich off of it and and we are going to be talking about billions of people and this this nonsense about well they're good for the economy and everything you know I just watched a terrific film everybody should see it a Million Miles uh, Away which is about the uh, Hispanic American astronaut began life as a migrant in picking you know vegetables in the field and and became a crew member of the space shuttle incredibly inspiring story we, we of course we want good people to come here of course we want hardworking people to come here of course we want to grow America. I mean, we can't sustain our population without, without immigration, um, you know, even if we had a spike in the birth rate. But this is not the path forward, my friend. This is we – we're letting – right now, it's costing the American taxpayer like half a trillion dollars.
5: Wow. Just,
6: just – yeah. and, and, and we're never – this isn't going to come back in economic productivity no. or better communities. This is going to overwhelm and crush – this country, and it, and and you know, of course, they just went to Mexico and blah 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 and all this, but they don't have to go anywhere. This this is happening. This incredible human tragedy of of mass mass uh, trafficking and people, crime, everything else. The root of it is one simple thing: the policies of this president. And as long as those policies remain in place and active, we are literally. Just like on the Ghostbusters, you know, becoming the authors of our own destruction.
4: Yeah, it, it's 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 sad to watch. It's almost like watching something in slow motion, and you you know how it's going to end, and we're right we're living it right now. Uh, Jim, I, I appreciate that. I also appreciated yesterday. I saw your your observation on President Joe Biden uh, being the world's worst poker player, like in terms of dealing with our enemies around the world, and they all know it.
6: Yeah, I should explain that because a lot of people say, oh, my God, things are getting worse under Biden. We're headed for World War 3 We're going to have all these wars. We're going to have endless wars and everything else. That's actually not the way I say it. I think fundamentally at the end of the day, the, the great forces in the world that really like look for the destruction of America and Russia and China and Iran, they want to win without fighting. That doesn't mean they're not going to fight worse because obviously the Russians are fighting in Ukraine and the Chinese are threatening Taiwan and the Iranians are of surrogates, killing people all these place, But – they, they obviously don't want a direct war with the United States. So like when you get a, when you get a, and you're in Vegas and you get a bad poker player at the table, the one thing you want to do is keep them playing, Yeah, like give them drinks, snacks, yeah. whatever, get them a free room <laughs> because the more they play, the more they lose. And that is, I, I think that's the plan for, for the remainder of this president's term is we, we don't want to escalate this thing into something that we can't control But we want to take advantage of the president that we have in every possible way and keep him playing as long as we can. So they'd be thrilled. I'm again, not partisan, not political, don't belong to political party. They'd be thrilled to have four more years of uh, uh, Obama, Biden like presidency. That'd be awesome for them. But I think what they're going to do, you know, everybody talks about the, you know, the October surprise and everything else. and Oh, my God. You know, they'll. The one thing I do worry about is that Iran will declare nu- uh, itself a nuclear power Well, while, while Biden uh, is in office because then he wouldn't be able to do anything about it. But I, I think they're just going to play the game and just yeah. keep keep Biden at the table and keep collecting up chips as long as they can. And if he loses and they get another guy come in, yeah, you know, then they'll deal with that when it happens.
4: Uh, unbelievable. Uh, are you are you in country uh, for New Year's Eve, Jim? Or are you traveling?
6: Well, this is the funny story, I actually. um, so you know you get a passport, right? I don't know if you ever left St. Louis, I, I have no <laughs> idea. But you know, and in the pa- you have these pages, right? And they stamp them. Well, well, if you if you don't have a blank page, they won't let you travel, right? And so I actually got to the point where I'm actually running out of pages in my passport. And uh, you can get a second passport, but it has to be one year less than the passport you have. So mine mine expires is expiring next year anyway. So I just looked at the calendar. And I said, "I'm not going to get be able to get through the rest of the year on the passport that I have." So i i uh, i can't I can't be traveling anywhere because I sent my passport off. So
4: hopefully, it'll well, be back in the. I situation. mean, if you do, if you leave and they won't let you back in, you can always go to the southern border, right? <laughs>
6: Oh my God! I never thought of that. (laughs) I'm
4: just saying (laughs) they won't
5: even vet you. You just walk right in. You can always get back. You can always get back in. (laughs) That's genius, Mark.
4: Thank you. I never understood why Djokovic, who wanted to play tennis here and they wouldn't let him in, didn't just walk across the southern border and then catch a plane up to New York. Right? For the what's
6: the what's the worst that could happen? I could be raped. (laughs) I could be robbed. I could be killed and left in the desert. I could be forced to like. Carry drugs across for some cartel guy? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, what, I have to pay ten thousand dollars to some cartel dude to let me in the country. Yes, yeah, a great idea, Mark. Why didn't I think could, of that? What could possibly go wrong? I mean, honestly,
4: Jim. <laughs> yeah, really. Happy
6: New Year! Thanks
4: for all your contributions to the show. We appreciate it. Oh,
6: no, it's 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 the best the best terrestrial voice that we have.
4: You're too kind, my friend. We will talk to you yeah. in 2024. All right, buddy. All right, take care of yourself. Jim Carafano there, uh, of course, uh, senior national security and foreign policy advisor to the Heritage Foundation and, like, special assistant to the president. He's he's just, he's just kind of a big deal, and uh, I'm thrilled that we get to keep him here on the radio station for sure. Good stuff. Coming up, Eben Brown talking about the IRS and some big changes in taxes coming up in 2024. We're going to be back right after this
3: well don't come
4: with an
2: easy question or anything. i mean i think the cause of the civil war was basically how government was going to run
5: the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do what do you think the cause of the civil war was it was a fumble and i think the big lesson is you know don't say dumb things in a slow news week Uh, but there's a larger question than that all one has to do (laughs) is go back to abraham lincoln in 1864 in the second inaugural address uh he very clearly states that the issue was slavery and both sides believed that the war was caused by
4: slavery. It was a it was an easy answer for Nikki Haley, right? You can you can get into the academic argument all day long and and have legitimate points on both sides that the south viewed it differently than the north. But the tipping point in many for, for a lot of people in the South was the election of Abraham Lincoln. And you know, it's funny because we had uh, we had uh, Brian Kilmeade on the show yesterday morning live while on vacation, by the way. And he talked about that because he, he talked a little bit about it in his book. And he talked about discussing this with Tim Scott for, from South Carolina. And he said, this should have been easy. There, I mean, the South knew when, when Lincoln got elected, that although it took him a while to get to the point where he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, they had somebody who was against slavery who'd just been elected. And they saw them losing the, a, a grip on power and the ability to, to, to continue that economic boost to the South, which was free labor. And that that that's the slavery portion of all of this in the north. They never wanted slavery to spread. They signed the Missouri Compromise. They, they stopped um, the, the slavery from spreading to the west. And the people in the south saw that coming. So instead of putting up with it, they just declared war. They committed insurrection against the United States. Because a Republican got elected who wanted to end slavery. They don't always talk about this in terms of the parties that were involved here, but that's kind of what it was. It was the Democrats who wanted to continue the way things were and the Republicans who wanted to end it. So, you know, Haley didn't did not handle that one well at all. There's no way to have the conversation without talking about the fact that slavery was part of it. It was about state rights. It was about economics, but it was about states' rights and economics as as pertaining to free labor in the south and they they did not want it was the original the the continuation of the don't tread on me argument they they did not want the federal government telling them that they couldn't do that and and slavery was at the at the root of that so i just wanted to play that again and he's right it's a slow news week (laughs) let's face it yeah would she
5: have the same reaction if it were Mm. a normal week in you know It it
4: might have gotten covered up by a few other things or not Mm -hmm. quite been as big of a deal, but it certainly was a a misstep on the on the part of her campaign. No doubt about that. Hey, it did. So we're coming up on a new year and some tax changes you probably need to know about. We've asked uh, Evan Brown from Fox News Radio to join us right now to talk a little bit more about that. Evan, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm uh, well, you know. I'm just waiting, waiting the year out. I guess, right? (laughs) That's
3: good. At least it's warm where you are, right? (laughs) Well, for us, it's cold. It's sixty-two degrees. So, oh my gosh, it's
5: it's snowing here.
3: Yeah. Well, listen, we, you know, I've got my sweater out. The, you know, the one sweater I have. (laughs) We'll be thinking of you,
5: thoughts and prayers.
3: Wear it a couple of times a year. I may have to turn on the heat.
4: The fireplace. I mean, crank it up in Florida.
3: We. We run the AC in, in reverse. That's kind of <laughs> yeah, how it
4: works. I get that. So. I get it. Well, good. So, <laughs> so what? Uh, what are these? Is this part of the Trump tax cut from years ago that that's continuing to I, go into effect here?
3: Y- yes and no. So the Trump Tax Cuts and Jobs Act uh, sort of restructured the tax brackets and and doubled the um, uh, the standard deductions for everyone. Uh, but within the uh, the framework of everything, the IRS has the the ability or the power. Uh, to adjust brackets and things like that, tagged to inflation. And normally, what they do is it, it goes, you know, the, the standard deduction kind of gets a little larger by a, a little bit of a bump, and the tax brackets change by a little bit of a bump the tax brackets and the deduction are changing a bit more this year almost by 5 and uh, 5.4% and that's to accommodate the higher than usual inflation that we all know about uh and the reason for this is is so that even though you may have gotten a raise and maybe you didn't this year um you shouldn't uh, be bumped up a tax bracket uh you know, in a year where your buying power is so severely curtailed. So normally we throw a lot of hate at the IRS. This is actually them doing everyone a bit of a solid. Uh, but um, but you, you know, you it's still. I mean, you're still going to pay your taxes.
5: Oh, <laughs> not yeah. getting
4: out of anything. No, we will no. <laughs> that, right. Well, I mean, if you're getting if you're getting that bigger deduction, I mean, that's always a great thing. In the, well, in this least, particular case, yeah. you hate to. You hate to credit inflation for anything, but.
3: Right. It, but, it, you know, you're still, look, you're still paying more. You may not have gotten that great of a raise this year anyway. So you're still kind of taking it on the chin. Uh, and uh, uh, the the thing that this affects is the 2024 earnings. So everyone is going, okay, great. I get paid next week, right? Well, maybe not that you'd see this right away because the, the first paycheck, uh, whether it comes, depending if you get it the first week of the year, or second week of the year most companies especially large companies they pay in in arrears they're behind mm. like a week or two or a pay period or however works that company so the next check you get might still be reflective of 2023 earnings so you you'd see the difference after that yeah. um and again that's for what you would file in april of 2025 as opposed to the april coming up which has to do with the 2023 earnings Now, the other thing i want to tell you about with 2025 is that's when the tax cuts and job acts uh, uh, changes uh, sunset they expire, um, so uh, I suspect that this will become a campaign issue because Ooh, yeah. uh, we kind of go back to the old old brackets and and deductions of half of what we're getting now, uh, uh, maybe or so depending on how it works. No uh, kidding, and then of course,
1: yeah, yeah. That. So
3: that'll that'll be a thing, and um, and of course, local again, state and local taxes are then come into effect after that. So that, again, also affects what you uh, what you'll see in your paychecks. I'm in Florida. We don't have a state income tax. We don't have local taxes. If you lived in New York City, you'd get taxed by New York State, New York City. uh, Probably your mother taxes
4: you somehow. You know, it's um, you know, it's insane. You know, I know this is off the subject, but speaking of Florida and no state tax, I I saw a story yesterday about the person that won the one point six billion dollar lottery, they oh, yeah? they believe lives in Florida somewhere. They believe he's a, a medical doctor that lives in Florida. Uh-huh. Well, we have at least one of those, yeah. Right. And 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 had started a, had six months to start an LLC in Delaware to hide his identity before he <laughs> went and claimed the jackpot. Wow. But of course he yeah. took the cash payout at eight hundred million and and doesn't have to pay state taxes on oh it because he's in Florida. So that's huge.
3: Yeah. Pretty good. Still have to pay the federal tax, so he kind of loses yeah. you know, half the winnings. But you know, I'll, I would suffer with four hundred million.
4: I'd be all right. I think we could get yeah. by with that.
3: I think i would get by with it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Evan, happy new year. Happy new year to you too. Happy and healthy to everyone. Yep. We appreciate that, Evan Brown, there from uh, Fox News Radio. I didn't. I forgot about those the sunset provision in the in the taxes. Remember, the Democrats never liked those taxes. Any the tax cut anyway. Um, y- y- think about that. Your your deduction, whatever you're getting married or single would would either drop in half, it would probably drop by half if this thing's allowed to expire next year. And I have not heard anybody talk about that Mm-mm. until Evan brought it up just then.
5: No. And I, I thank God that God uh, brought me a man, a husband who is a CPA who does <laughs> our taxes. And I don't have to think about any of this because it certainly is important and it affects all of us. Sure. So you want to know about it and be informed, but... Well the big I, I hate the, the, doing my taxes every year I get so stressed out about and it.
4: And the biggest advantage to it was you you didn't have to do a line by line uh unless you had a lot of expenses.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, itemizing it.
4: You didn't have to itemize because it doubled your your just standard deduction and for most people that overwhelmed what they would have been able to itemize anyway. For for the average person if you own a bunch of rental property or business or whatever it didn't it didn't impact you as much but still uh People are people have gotten used to this and probably like it. Uh, I, I would hope we're going to hear a lot more about that heading into general election time, because. Just just I'll, I'll play it again because it's my favorite soundbite of all time. Just remember this.
6: It's never too early to learn that the government is a greedy piglet. That suckles on a taxpayer's teat until they have sore, chapped nipples. So you
4: either buy some Vaseline or you <laughs> elect the right person next November. I'm just – it's one of those two things. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. We're going to talk to um, uh, E.J. Antoni, who also happens to work at Heritage, where Carafano does. But he he's, he's in the economics department, right? He's an economist. And he wants you to know – exactly what Bidenomics has done to your budget uh, heading into the new year and heading into the election cycle. I've got him coming up at about 835. Stay tuned. It is a Friday. We are all full of uh, delicious food because I didn't know Kim was bringing in like a egg and sausage casserole this morning, which was outstanding, by the way, mm-hmm. and pancakes on top of it. And mimosas. And, and mimosas bread. And, and banana bread, which I mean got to yet. I forgot to give that to you
5: guys yet. Yeah.
4: Oh, it's, good. It's, good. it's a good morning here at work. I just have to tell you that. And Always. then Mark brought us McDonald's. I did. Which was did.
5: fantastic. And I appreciate you going to McDonald's after and waiting a, in that line because uh, you know I don't like White Castle.
4: After pulling a Karen on one of the McDonald's I went to this morning. Karen Cox. I yeah, you.
5: it kind of sounds like she had it coming for her, the <laughs> way that <laughs> she handled the situation with you. Oh,
4: boy. I, I hate to be the person doing that, but somebody's got to ask the question right? Um, somebody's got to ask the question. I show up at the McDonald's. It's supposed to be open 24 hours. I pull up to the drive-thru, and I'm told, we close between 3.30 and 4.30 for shift change. That is the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever heard in my life. So I drove, I, I said, I, why, how is that a thing? Let me, let me have the name of the of the owner. I'm going to call him. And she shut me down, said, uh, we're done. She wouldn't talk to me anymore. So I pulled around through the drive-thru. I got the number off the window. And I called, and I don't know if I'll ever hear back. I mean, it's the Friday before New Year's. I'm sure if I do, it wouldn't be until next week sometime. Do you know? But who I did I leave am? a message. No, I didn't say hey, that. Hey, you know what? You should I take just a... said I'm a customer. I came to your restaurant to try to, to to buy twenty five dollars worth of breakfast sandwiches from you, and I'm told that you're a twenty four hour restaurant that oddly closes one hour of the day, which just so happens to be three thirty to four thirty in the morning. I don't buy it. You're not a twenty four hour restaurant. So we'll see. I'm sure if you showed up at 2.30,
5: they'd be like, actually, you know what? (laughs) From 2.30 to 3.30, we close. I
4: think you've got some lazy employees who just don't want
5: to work right now. You know, we should take bets, Mark. Who will get a response first? You from the McDonald's owner or me from the city of St. Louis with my records request that they have now... Yet again, said, "Oh, actually, it's going to be delayed as far as Is when we can get the back to you." Third time, I couldn't remember. Yeah. I tweeted about this. Yeah. Was it the second or third time they've said, uh, "Yeah, we're going to need more time."
4: They delayed her till the 28th of December for the. Tell them what you're requesting.
5: We requested any sort of communication that Tashara Jones, the mayor, had when it relates to immigration. Yes. So if she said it in a text message or via email, if it didn't include the word immigrant, we wanted it. And I think it was like over a three-month duration. From yeah. this fall, yeah, and and I get that that's a lot to ask for, but but I'm sorry that's that's their job. This is the records department. This is a legitimate request, a sunshine request, and yeah, two or three times now they've said we need more time. Now it's like January 11th.
4: Well, and don't don't be surprised if the ultimate goal is to, is to wiggle out of giving you anything. Oh, if or you,
5: charge me an arm and a leg, saying yeah. it's going to be $500 mm. to get these records mm. you requested.
4: If if you look closely at at what they have to say there, they're they're looking to identify any records responsive to your request um, or others that otherwise are legally protected information. See that wording thrown in there? They will hide behind that phrase mm-hmm. to to prevent – because she got burned one time when somebody released those those text messages between her and her dad and her political advisor, that, and then she got embarrassed by it. So you can bet that they will – they will err on the side of breaking the law, if need be, to keep yep. any of that information from getting out. That's a great point. Yeah. So, and you won't know what you don't know. Like, they, they, you, you, if you use the word immigrants, they may, if she used the word migrant instead of immigrant, they may not give you that one because it didn't have the specific word immigrant in it. I know how these folks work. Mm-hmm. I remember doing a freedom of information request to the Obama administration regarding a funding program they had for Solyndra. Remember that, remember that name? It was the big green energy company that the federal government uh, funded with your tax dollars to try to help get it off the ground. It failed anyway. Hundreds of millions of dollars were wasted of your tax dollars. Who I mean, who knows which one of their donors got rich off of that? But there were some companies in St. Louis that were benefiting from some of that grant money. And Every time I'd put a request in, they would reject it based on the wording that I'd, I'd said something wrong in the wording that that wouldn't allow them to provide me that information. Mm. I had to I had to go back at them five or six times and still basically got nothing out of it.
5: It's so frustrating. They're
4: just guardhouse lawyers. They're I'm not s-
5: dropping the St. Louis thing by mm. the way. I mean, you said you tried like five mm. or six times. Oh, I it was at least four that. or five times. Yeah.
4: I had to resubmit it.
5: I mean, I want to see this, and they by law should have to turn it over to us.
4: They should. Will they? I don't know. Uh, probably not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's something, if, if ultimately you don't get an answer, maybe it's something that the Attorney General's office uh, gets mm, involved great in. Great idea. Freedom of sunshine law requests are law. That's mm-hmm. what they are. Then if you don't follow the law, you can be held responsible for that. Ask the Wentzville School District, because he's investigating them for violating the sunshine law, the, 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 the you know, behind closed door meetings and conversations. All right, coming up, uh, we'll uh, we'll get to Jared Halpern from Fox News on the impeachment probe into President Biden. It's all coming up on the Mark Cox Morning Show. Get more at 971talk.com.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>